Speaking into the microphone. Terry. Speak into the microphone, squid brain. <laughs> Welcome to Third Party Controller Podcast. I am your host, Jesse P.S. Lira, and today we have someone special. On this episode of Third Party Controller, Wow, you've heard his sultry, and I dare say sexy voice on the podcast, <laughs> giving you three PC news. You probably think to yourself, who is this man? Is he as beautiful as he sounds? And I'm here to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, he is. Wow. Um... Yeah, your check is in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> I'll in- uh, like to introduce Mr. Terry Smith. Thank you. Hi, Jesse. Hey, Terry. Good to be here. Hi, everyone. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, you've been on, you know, being our news guy for the past couple of episodes, and I just want to say thank you. Oh man, it's so much fun. You yeah, know, thanks for uh, yeah, thanks for coming to me and asking me to do it. Hey, yeah, hey, yeah. man. When I heard the first time I met you and I heard your voice, I was like. I want this guy. Dude, that was like that was like three years ago, man. <laughs> <That's>, yes, <laughs> but at that time, I think I was barely. We were barely starting to do the podcast. Okay. And then I thought personally, I was like, I want to ask this guy, but I don't. I want to. I didn't want to come off. I knew you, but I don't think I knew you as well. So I didn't want to be that weird. Hey, do you want to? Do Do you want to be uh, do a voice? Oh, and you're like, uh, okay. Yo, kid, I'm busy. <laughs> You know, I do oh, things. That is such a riot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, but then like, I don't. How did how did it happen? Like, we were just talking about it, right? Yeah, I, we were yeah. just we were just hanging out, and um, yeah, I, I mean, I was at the shop and just find out what's new, pick the brains of my fellow geeks, and um, just in the midst of the conversation, I don't even know how it came up, how your podcast came up. Because um, at the time, I think I told you, I think you just asked me, like, hey, what do you do? What do you do for fun? Or yeah. Because, you know, you play games yeah. and we talk about games. And I think I just brought up that I had a video game podcast. Okay. And then, yeah, we had like discussions on certain things. And yeah, I think that's how it came up. All right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That sounds that sounds about right. That's pretty organic. Yeah. yeah. What I always like to do when I have like people on the show mm-hmm. is I like to always ask, how did you start getting into gaming? Like, when did it start? How did it evolve? Oh, dude, I was... um. I was a Pong addict. <laughs> really? I'm totally dating myself here. Yeah, yeah nobody yeah. can see me, of course, but uh, but yeah, man, we uh, my parents had the original Pong console. Yeah. For our TV, and we played the hell out of that thing, man. And then like immediately following it was the Atari 2600, mm-hmm. and we were just all over. The, I was just all over the place with that thing between, you know, combat and and their version of oh god that so bad version of um. Of space invaders and uh, asteroids, and uh, and then the Pac-Man game came out. Mm-hmm. I remember distinctly that, uh, like, I I legitimately played hooky from school. I called my dad from school because I knew he was going to be getting Pac-Man that day. Yeah, yeah. were being released that day, and I called in. I called in and said, "Come get me. I'm sick." And he was just so mad at me. I, he, he's he was a hardworking coal miner guy, right? Yeah, yeah. And he so he very rarely got time to himself, but. So when he was expecting to have all day at the house playing Pac-Man by himself. Oh. And all of a sudden his, I don't know, what was I, eight years old at the uh-huh. time, maybe nine, I doubt he was even that old, calls in and says, Daddy, my tummy hurts, come get me. 
The dude showed up, drove me home, obviously fuming the whole way, sent me straight to my room and said, you don't come out of there until you feel better, until you feel good enough to go back to school. And so I just laid down sulking. Then I heard the sounds of Pac-Man coming from oh. down the hall. So I did that thing that all kids do, like just snuck out and like snuck all the way down the hall and just like watched around the corner as he's yeah. playing the game. And so yeah, it's... Like he knew, right? Yeah. He knew that why you called and said you were sick. He knew. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he he flat out knew. He was no, he's no dummy. He gets it. <laughs> he knows I'm I was much a video game addict as as he was. So you could say that. How did I get into video games? It's in my genes. My my dad was into them, and mm-hmm. obviously he raised me to be into them as well. That was one of the ways that we bonded. Oh, nice. Yeah. I mean, so it wasn't like it was not only like. Hey, oh, this is the game system for the kids. You actually bonded with your dad playing games. Oh, hell yeah. Nice. Yeah, that whole two-player action that was going on with the, you know, we had we had two controllers, so we'd play, you know, two-player as much as we could. Obviously, he had other things that he had to do, and that, that was just as much as uh, iPads are for kids these days. I mean, that was a babysitter mm-hmm. so that he and mom could get things done. Actually, I think I, I fell out of uh, console gaming, gaming in general, for years after that. Um, I dipped into computers a little bit. I did the Standing Stones, you know, that kind of thing mm-hmm. for a little while. And but for most of the '80s, I was I stepped away from console gaming unless I was at a friend's house. Yeah, yeah. I missed out on the original Nintendo. I missed out on SNES. Yeah, I I didn't get back into gaming again. I think, wow, uh, Sega. Sega. Yeah, that, oh, was, okay. that was that was when I got back into it. N64. After that, mm-hmm. yeah, PlayStation. And yeah, so it's been a lifelong thing for me. So yeah, um. Ooh, 40 years. Yeah. Plus. Yeah. When, um, because you, like you were saying, you were in, uh, playing during Atari. You yeah. had the Pong. Yeah. Real quick, was the Pong the solo one? The kind of brown, had the little neck. Had the little knobs. paddles. Yeah. Yeah, the oh, paddle okay. controllers. Yeah. I still have one of those. My dad had Are it. you serious? Yeah, my, um, I gotta <laughs> find it. I gotta, because yeah. there's different versions. Because uh-huh. I, very, <clears throat> not very often if I talk to people about games, if they bring up Pong, I ask, oh, was it a standalone that you had to... What was that connection? It wasn't even RF. Oh, it was lower than RF. I was RF way too young to understand you any to, of that. Yeah, um, yeah. Whatever it was, like, I remember... I think I was already... Because when I grew up, it was Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Um, but then my dad was just like, oh, I have Pong. And I think around that, just knowing Pong because of conversation as kids, yeah. I was like, oh, okay, cool, Pong. And I, I think I plugged yeah, it man, into it's like a little TV. Still, even then. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you're, I think you're the, because anyone else, if they played Pong, it was either on something that was already part of a, a system itself, right? not really a standalone. So no, this was the straight up, yeah, yeah. the standalone guy. Yeah. Um, but you, you were there during the Atari time, during the time of Atari, um, did you notice when it cr- when it crashed and the Nintendo came, or by the no. time it crashed, you were already done? No, I had already walked away from it. I had, I remember hearing about it crashing um, from friends through oh. conversations with friends because yeah. my friends were showing up. Even if I w- didn't get to hang out at their house very much, they would talk. All, I would hear friends talk to each other all the time about the video games they were playing, and I I'd, I'd lament it. I, by that point, I think my dad had given up. He got really sick. Uh, with multiple sclerosis so mm-hmm. he wasn't and one of the first things to go was his eyesight so he really couldn't enjoy things like that as much yeah. as uh, as much as he used to be able to so um so we didn't have systems in our house for for ages now i got an apple IIe yeah and uh, i started coding at a pretty early age oh, and nice. yeah I, I, that didn't last then i you know i right away almost right away i discovered rock and roll and guitars and that <laughs> became the next big thing so no i i missed out on the i missed out on the whole crash thing there was just there was this 
dark ages of video gaming for me in which mm-hmm. I didn't even know anything was going on. Mm-hmm. I know nothing of the history, even to this day, really know almost nothing of the history of video games during that time period. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until I got back in with Sega, and even then it was just flirting with it. But then yeah. when N64 came along, PlayStation, that's when I became absorbed to a much greater extent than I had been before. What was it about Sega that kind of caught your eye? Sonic and the graphics. Everything really? about it was just, it was such a, it was a next, some next level shit, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I was totally sucked in by that. Um, So I think I had, at the time I was riding motorcycles, so there, I can't remember the name of it, but there was a sport bike motorcycle game that I, that I used to play. Yeah. Was it Super Hang On? No, it wasn't that okay, one. No, okay, okay. Oh, but think, oh, it's a sports one. Okay, so they named it after an actual. Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. I wish I could remember the name of it, but like, yeah. yeah, it's totally escaping my mind right now. It's been that long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, that's what sucked me back in, and of course, when somebody the first time somebody showed me the graphics on an N sixty four, I was just like, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was totally taken in by. The classics, you know, Mario, Zelda. For me, on N64, it was basically Mario, Mario. Zelda, um, Donkey Kong, mm-hmm. and GoldenEye. Yeah, oh, okay. So yeah. much of my life wasted, if you'll pardon the use of that expression, on, <laughs> on GoldenEye, man. I just spent so many hours, me and my friends, just... Uh, um, can we talk about bong hits? <laughs> Do it, yeah, that's fine. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, just all of us just getting really, really high and playing GoldenEye and just laughing our asses off. It was just such a great time. I mean, that really shaped my perceptions of what video games could be. Mm-hmm. It was such a game changer for me. Um, and then, of course, that led into Turok, which, yeah. by the way, Turok totally made me a Southpaw. Oh, really? Yeah, I played so much of that game that it completely reshaped the way my brain works so that now I can only play South by. I can only use basically the two-rock configuration of controllers when I play. I mean, wow. I, I, if I concentrate hard enough, I can play, you know, regular. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but without actually, it, it almost hurts my brain to do it, though. Yeah. Yeah, so I just have to uh, play South by all the time. So that makes that makes sense because I remember, oh, man, what was it? It was a, it was a while ago, probably a year ago. You were telling me it was no probably like two years ago when the uh, Xbox One Elite controller came out. Yeah, and you said mm-hmm. I'm gonna need to buy that because that's gonna let me change the uh, mapping of the controller. And I told you you can just go set. Yeah, you it. pointed out. You, yeah. It took you to point out to me that I could just do it on the console. Yeah, you, <laughs> do, you don't have to buy a hundred and fifty dollar controller. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, it's cool. Yeah, but like for hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, maybe I you know if you can do it for free. Go yeah, that's that's the route that I took. In yeah. fact, I, I in fact I think I finally just said screw it. I mean, it didn't. I think what was the game? The game series that had the um, the little girl and the monster in the uh, underwater world. Uh, Bioshock. Bioshock. Yes, it was. The, yeah. It was the Bioshock games that I needed that for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and once I got done with those, I just went right back. I just put it away and went right back to my regular control configuration and started um and just started playing the regular games that I always play. Nice. Yeah. Um, so 64 is and, and GoldenEye is, is what made you like, okay, cool. Now this is like everything about it. You know, Mario, Zelda is GoldenEye to you something that stands the test of time or is it more good memories? You know, like, you know, I, um, it's funny you should say that because relatively recently and, and when I say relatively recently, when you get to my age, that can be, that can be years ago but uh so i want to say that it was a year or two years ago i actually downloaded and started playing goldeneye Mm -hmm. again and i wish i hadn't i wish i hadn't because i remember i remembered a particular way in my head how when it was cutting edge when that was the pinnacle 
and how great it looked, how fantastic everything looked. And just to go back and look at it and just see how yeah, yeah, yeah. it doesn't hold up. I mean, for the time, it was brilliant. And yeah. I, have, I have to salute all the developers and everybody that was responsible for what they did and what they accomplished and all the joy that they gave me with that game. Uh-huh. But it's it's like everything else out there technologically it's it's come so far and it's developed so much that it just doesn't hold up mm-hmm. to what we're seeing coming down the pipe today yeah yeah that's very true from 64 and you went on the playstation you said yes um what was it there like what happened from playstation currently to now like what were you starting to enjoy that you noticed that you couldn't get when you played atari as a kid and like, what are the improvements that you're enjoying with gaming nowadays? Um, at that particular point, with being uh, talking specifically about PlayStation, mm-hmm. what sucked me in was that I was seeing evidence that console gaming was approaching the graphics level that I'd come to appreciate in the console and in, in the video games that I played in bowling alleys and the like, mm-hmm. like Mortal Kombat. Yeah. When I saw that I was going to be able to play Mortal Kombat 3, on my PlayStation with all the characters that I loved, <laughs> I was just like, that, I'm getting that. I've, I've got to have that console today. Yeah. I remember heading straight to Toys R Us, getting that in like three games, and I can't remember what the other two games was, but Mortal Kombat 3 was one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Twisted Metal, of course, was yes. a favorite. I played the shit out of that game, dude. Mm-hmm. There was so much, so many good times. That was that was the game that for my friends and I, that replaced GoldenEye. Yeah. With, with the whole bong hits and, and, <laughs> yeah, and video gaming thing, yeah. I mean, it, I think that kind of brought in, and you don't see it anymore, it was car combat is yes. what they called it. The car combat. But also just the crazy, like, I, me, I grew up, you know, with Nintendo going on more. Um, same thing as you um, with my cousin. He mm-hmm. was the first one to have a PlayStation. I think it was first Resident Evil was the one where I was like, whoa, games could be more than just jumping, like Mario. Yeah. You know, there's a story, there's voice acting, they're talking. And then Twisted Metal 2 was yeah. the game that we played hours. Like, yeah. just, just everything about it and, like, different vehicles. It was basically kind of a fighting game, but you're driving. Right. But you're fighting in, in like, a huge arena with other people. <clears throat> that's what uh, that's what made it so much fun is it's, um, like, yeah, you're in, a, you're in the... Um you're in the arena, mm-hmm. and it's kind of open-ended though, because you you have you have all these little, like I can't remember the terminology that we're supposed to be using, but like there were drops, there were like you know weapons drops and everything mm-hmm. like that you could drive around and pick up. You try to bide your time so that you could pick up health. I'm having to go back quite a ways, but you could you could replenish your health in yeah. twisted metal bite with pickups, right? Mm-hmm. Pickups, and yeah. I think there was recharge areas. You can yeah. recharge places. Yeah, that that's yeah. right. Yeah, that's oh god, yeah. those oh man, but just the strategy that you had to implement yeah, to yeah. play that game. It wasn't just button mashing and everything or yeah, just yeah. driving around like crazy. You actually had to time things. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some moments playing that game that were just glorious. Mm-hmm. That you know, you'd like talk about over beers afterwards. You know, yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. you did that thing with that when you launched that metal <laughs> rod and it just like, oh you know, yeah. Everybody just had so much fun. It became that became the first time I think that video gaming became something that you could reminisce about. Yeah. Yeah. You could tell stories about the night that didn't involve actually going out and doing things, just staying home and having adventures on a television screen. Mm-hmm. And you could translate those into into stories and tales that you could tell to each yeah. other or rem- reminisce about. Oh, yeah. And people, other people out there were playing the game. So if they weren't even in that room and you would tell them that story, then they would understand and they yeah, would relate. Yeah. And like, oh, shit, I wish I was there, man. That would have been so great. Yeah, yeah. Any other, like, 
games, things that you enjoyed during the PlayStation era? Oh my god, I'd have. I wish I'd had more time to think about it. I'm sure something would come to mind, and if I had like a list of PlayStation games, then yeah. it would trigger a memory. But at this point, nothing's really coming to mind. Mm-hmm. I am. Um, I want to say the PlayStation thing was pretty short-lived because then Xbox came along, and then my relationship with PlayStation was over. Yeah. I never. I never had a PlayStation two, three, um, four. Yeah. yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't have. I've never owned any of those things. Um, once Xbox came along. And quite frankly, it was Halo that won me over to Xbox. And mm-hmm. that's, that has been and continues to be the most influential game of my life. I've, I, yeah, I'm so wrapped up in the mythology of it mm-hmm. and, in the, and in the gameplay, especially of the Bungie years. Yes. Not, so much, not so much the 343, to be honest. I see what they were trying to do with it, but I think that Halo didn't work because it was epic. Yeah. Halo worked because it was contained. Mm-hmm. Because there was a small story happening on this single world with these characters who were involved. Yeah. You know, the, the sergeant, um, Captain Keys, the chief, Cortana, mm-hmm. um, and just and the recurring voices of the Marines that, keep show, that kept showing up no matter how often that they were killed. Um, which is a point of humor in and of itself. But everything, everything about the first three Halo games and, of course, ODST and Reach worked for me, resonated yeah. with me. Mm-hmm. And it, it had literally became the, um, it legitimately became the reason for me to continue to buy consoles. Yeah. And, of course, as a result of having the consoles, I branched out and got into other things as well, other types of games. Mm-hmm. But, um, but, yeah, that was, that's really the core. Halo's at the core for me. Mm-hmm. Halo was a unique... The first Halo, I think if it wasn't for Halo Combat Evolved, we wouldn't have had an Xbox after that. If that game game wasn't there, exactly. Xbox, Microsoft would have yeah. got out of the console business and then we would have heard, a, we, people would have talked about, hey, remember when Microsoft made a console? But it was Halo and and that's what it was. And, and for me during that time, I remember there was, hey, the first since Atari American made console. Yeah. You know, competing with the PlayStation 2, yeah. the Sega Dreamcast. And around that time, I think the Dreamcast was already kind of dying out. Was gonna, It was on its way out. Um, but I remember, a, I don't think he was really a friend, but someone I knew just talking shit. Like, oh, Xbox is going to be the best thing ever. All this. And, I had a friend he, like that. You know, and I was just like, <laughs> forget you, man. Like, never, man. American consoles don't work. You know, it's yeah. Japanese consoles. Um. Which is funny how things work from when how it was in the 90s, how it is today now, but sticking with just uh, Microsoft and Xbox and Halo, the reason why I bought an Xbox, they announced Ninja Gaiden oh, is coming dude. out for the Xbox. <laughs> and I said, I'm getting an Xbox. And when I got the Xbox, um, they had just announced the Halo one, the green, yeah. the clear green with Halo Combat Evolved. Still kicking myself for not getting that. Yeah, I still have mine. You still see that I have the, uh, yeah, the Halo Three. I have that one. That, that one's Halo a Halo 4? Five. Is a Halo Five? Yeah, that's oh, Halo Five. Okay. I have that one too. We have the same console. Oh, awesome. Um, but with the green, see-through green Halo, I only got it because I was like, you know what? They talk about this Halo game. It comes with it. Cool looking. I'll get it. I just want Ninja Gaiden. Uh, do you still have it? I still have it. Oh, yeah, you're so awesome. Um, <laughs> and I remember. I don't know if no no Ninja Gaiden wasn't out, but 
when I was able to pick it up, because I think I pre-ordered the console, <clears throat> I picked it up, I played Halo, and it it just got me. Yes. I was like, this is amazing. Instantly. And what people, some people do remember, but some people don't remember, was around that time, playing shooters on a console, it's like, PC, bro, all the way. Yeah. Like, consoles suck. But Bungie did something that, for whatever reason, other publishers didn't do, was, hey, map your controller to work on a console. People would just throw it on there and yeah. put buttons and like, here you go, kid, play your figure it out. Figure it out. Yeah. But Bungie made a control scheme that worked for it, and I think ever since, like, Halo's the one that did it. Because from there, did over the me. years, yeah, over yeah. the years, you're now it's like everyone's playing on console, and I'm not saying no one plays shooters on PC. You're still gonna have, and I'm not talking crap about PC. People say Overwatch is better on PC. This is better on you know PC. But like the big anyway. dogs, like Call of Duty, everyone's on consoles. Again, I'm not saying it's, no one's on PC. I'm just saying how it changed from PC only FPSs to now it's like, well, everyone's on console, and yeah, PC's better, but everyone's on console. It, it, it just shifted, you know, it just completely shifted. You're right in every way. Um, and and yeah, again, not. I'm I'm so happy for all the. All the PC gamers out there, I'm so glad that they that they love what they do. Yeah. Um. Obviously, for me, I'm a Mac guy, and, uh, yeah. and that's that just it was never really much of an option for me. It, mm -hmm. I, I would not have had the same experience. There were certain games that I could have played, obviously, on a Mac, but I wouldn't have had the same experience that PC gamers usually have. Yeah. But you're you're right about what Halo and the Xbox brought to the console gaming world. I mean, just, I mean, just think about. From a graphics perspective, I just remember spending so much time just walking around looking at the world that they created, yeah, which was so immersive mm -hmm. for, on multiple levels, not just because it was so expansive, and it felt like the, it felt real. It felt like something that actually genuinely existed. But because down to the minutia, I remember looking down for the first time, being able to see individual blades of grass, and thinking, "This is this is something new for me." I I. I definitely have to have this. The first time I played it, it wasn't on my own console. Obviously, uh -huh. a friend of mine brought it over, and that's not to even mention the um, the land parties. Yeah, that was yeah, that was a thing I didn't experience until 360. To be honest, I heard yeah. about it. Yeah, but like the idea of like connecting the you know everyone has their own TV, their own console. I think at that time the friends I had. If any, the people I knew who had Xboxes, I was friends with them in school, mm -hmm. but it wasn't like I was friends with them where they come over, you yeah. know? And yeah. everyone else had a PS2. Land parties I enjoyed during 360 because yeah. you were able to play the old games on there. But yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, land, those were, yeah. Yeah, that's the, uh, I, re I remember specifically that I, at the time I lived in a three story walk up at the top floor of a three-story walk-up. Mm -hmm. And my, my neighbors were just like, what the hell is going on over there? Because like, once a week, every other week, there would be guys that would come over and just lug um, 36 and 27 inch, 27 inch televisions up three flights of stairs, and they would just be screaming and shouting and explosions because I had, of course, I had a home entertainment center that just kicked ass. But um, oh god, just so much fun that we had with that. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that that brought me to a completely different world. Anyway, uh, I yeah. think I still have a memory of we connected. I had Xbox. And um, I think it was we were playing the first Halo, and it was in my room with my TV. And then we posted another one in the living room. So the team, the one team was on in the living room. The other team was in my room because okay. we all shared the same TV. Yeah. I remember I headshotted someone, ran out of my room, jumped in the living room. And I'm like, 
fuck you, I got you. <laughs> and then ran back out. Because <laughs> you're just hearing yelling everywhere. Oh. And that was just like my favorite thing was just jumping and like, fuck you. Boom. Yeah, man, the trash talking. Yeah, that yeah. just uh, that was like early, early trash talking for me. It was so much fun. Just remember there was a, I had a friendly banter thing going on with, the, with the, my friend Ian. My my chick magnet net handle at the time was Colonel T-Dog. <laughs> <laughs> and every time Ian would cap me, I just heard from the other room, T-Dog! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Which, yeah, I hated him and loved him at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, good times, man. Yeah. yeah. And Gaiden, like what you were talking about with Ninja mm-hmm. Gaiden. Did you ever beat that game? Hell no. Good God, Hell it was no. hard. Hell yeah. Man, so frustrating. I just, I mean, I, I loved it to pieces for what it was, but I don't think I, I don't know how far I made it, but it wasn't far at all. Yeah, me neither. You know, I just I'd, like, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so fast moving. I mean, I, I hats off to any of you out there listening to this who are ever, ever able to beat that game. I just want to like go drinking with you and have you talk about that experience like it was a fucking war story. Yeah, yeah. Because that was one, that is the toughest game to this day that I think <laughs> I've ever, ever played. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. It, see, the, and that's where Ninja Gaiden, that's where Halo won me over was after that, I didn't care about Ninja Gaiden. Like it was, yeah. Halo, it was Halo. It was, yeah. it was, it, that's what made me enjoy the Xbox mm-hmm. when it came out was Halo. Um, yeah, because. The game I want the con- the reason I bought that console for it, the game Ninja Gaiden slowly just became oh okay yeah it's another game I have I'm gonna play some Halo yeah. you know and yeah hats off to Bungie like Luke, by the way I just there's I just can't let this die without bringing up the way that they rebounded I, I I'm not really a hundred percent clear on what the story was with Halo going to three four three and Bungie being cut loose um. But hats off to them for the way they turned that around into a magnificent success story with Destiny. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, dude, it's my current... After after Halo 3, mm-hmm. Destiny has become... And I came on to Destiny late. Mm-hmm. I think I was a year, year and a half after, after it launched that I first played it. Yeah. And it blew my freaking mind. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, and it still does to this day. I think I, I even played it last night. I, I work full time and I have, you know, my website that I'm trying to develop. Yeah. So I don't have a lot of time for gaming, but I make time for Destiny. Yeah, yeah. And it's at least, it is what Halo could have become. If it kept going with Bungie, if, you think? If Bungie, yeah. If Bungie yeah. had been allowed to keep doing things with it, I think that Halo could have just become that, 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 that awesome. In fact, Destiny 2, the campaign in a lot of ways felt like Halo 2 to me. Yeah. Yeah, the story of it, and the and the way that the uh, the way that the action played out, the camera angles, and just everything, just so much about it, just felt like Halo Two. The first time that I played Halo Two, mm-hmm. just a bit more glorious in terms of detail and visuals and expansiveness and immersion.
you bringing up Halo 2. When that came out, was that, I'm pretty sure, automatic day one buy? Hell yeah. But were you like, we can go online? Like, I want to go online? Or was that something you got later? That's something I got later because I was like already old at the time. (laughs) Um, So I, I, I was a slow, I was slow to get into the internet to be willing to drop dime. And actually, where I was, high-speed internet, it took me. It took a long time for it to get to my building oh, okay. specifically. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wasn't able to get the high-speed internet there until, Christ, dude, I don't even think I had. I think I tried playing Halo 2 online and found out just how bad I was at first-person shooters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, almost uh, right away. That's not entirely fair to say either because really my first, you know what? I'm getting really fucking old here because I'm going to have to go back and retract everything I just said. <laughs> Do you remember Rainbow Six 3? Uh, was that on original Xbox? I think that was original Xbox. Yeah, I the only Rainbow Six I've played was yeah. when it came to 360. Was New Vegas? Yes. Was it New Vegas? Yeah. It was, yeah. Either, it was either Vegas or New Vegas. Or but I'm I, not sure. But I knew of Rainbow Six. To me yeah. though, like I think around that time, I was like, I hear it's good, but for me, when I played games, you know, I tried like I was excited, like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get FIFA, I'm gonna get you know Madden, I'm gonna get this, but then I learned early on that. I kind of want to play stuff I can't do in real life. Yeah. You know, like the fantasy, the sci-fi stuff was always like, I want to play that. So when Rainbow Six came out, like it was cool. Yeah. But I was just like, ah, the sci-fi stuff interests me more. Like shooter sci-fi. Yeah. You know, me personally. But I knew of, of, of Rainbow Six. I think I probably played a little bit of it. But. Well, the, the point I wanted to make with it is that that mm-hmm. was my actual first experience. Online. That I, memorable experience with online. And that's, uh, and... The value of that to me was legitimately, I I met online for the first time in my life, people from around the world. Yeah. I, some Mike, some dude named Mike Burke from Liverpool, a guy named Rinaldi Lorio, who was from Central America originally, but currently lives in, in New Orleans or somewhere in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're still friends to this day. We hang out on Facebook and, and chat cool. with each other and wish each other happy birthday and shit. Yeah. You know, it's just, it, it, it became, it was the first it predated social media, obviously. Mm-hmm. So that was my first experience with making friends that I haven't ever met. Yeah, yeah. And probably never will meet to be if I was going to be brutally honest. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I don't want to. It's just that circumstances. Yeah, it's a, yeah. It's a big world, dude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, that was the value. That was when I recognized the value of online gaming. And and the thing of it is, though, is that I was never able to recreate that. Mm. The, the clan, the sort of clan experience that happened for us organically. We weren't actually going out trying to find a clan. We were just going online with multiple people that we'd never met before and forming friendships with the people we were playing with. Mm-hmm. And that all had to do with like the lobby. When, you know, after you got shot in Rainbow Six, you went to the lobby and you're hanging out waiting for the rest of your friends to die. So you're chatting with each other and just getting to know things about each other. Yeah. And it became this great social experience that just led to actual virtual friendships. Mm-hmm. Actual virtual friendships can that? Yeah, that's an yeah. oxymoron, but I think it actually is, it, it holds true all the same. Yeah, yeah. Now you're right. Now that I think about it, it, it was a different experience when it started, and I think what changed now is not that it it's lessened, but it's gotten so big where your console has all your friends. You can see what everyone's doing, mm-hmm. but then we have Facebook, social media stuff, Twitter, yeah. to where I think it, the uniqueness and the surprise of like oh talking to someone who's across the world isn't a surprise anymore because you're at uh, yeah. a touch of the button where you I, I could pop out my phone yeah and talk to somebody on uh-huh. skype or whatever 
that I think now, yeah, because even my experiences with online, mm-hmm. um, Halo Three, and it has to do with Halo, man. Like, yeah, as much as like the series itself, I'm not that big of a fan anymore. But I have hope that the next one will be good. Because fingers crossed, how Five was, yeah, um, Shutter, yeah. I've had the same online name for Xbox and PlayStation, which is JL Solid. Any console I have, that's that's my online name. Mm-hmm. First experience, like one of the experience was just playing with friends online, but we got matched up with a team. And I just remember Halo 3 and the guy was on a mongoose. And the greatest <laughs> thing, God, no, it was Halo 2, but the greatest thing, but it, it is Halo 3. Um, this yeah, Mongoose would have been Halo 3. Yeah. This guy just rolls up, slides the coolest thing I ever saw, and I'm just standing there. Yeah. And, I, and he's like, yo, Solid, you want to hop on my ride? And I'm like, yeah. Dude, shut up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, it was the coolest thing. You know, like, yeah. and, you know, with the way he spoke, I was sure he was African-American, right. but that's what made it even cooler. Because yeah. like, yo, Solid, you want to jump on my ride? <laughs> yeah, bro. Hell yeah. Oh, and, and just riding behind him. Like, yeah. the image I have in my head is, like, two guys, me with, you know, and, like, let's say the Spartan armor helmet's off, and my hair's blowing in the wind, and just <laughs> holding on to him. Like, I felt like such a badass. Like, just like, oh, yeah, I'm behind him shooting people. But, like, yeah, to me, I just, I don't, I'm not saying that you can't, that can't get recreated nowadays, but I think it was so unique because it was new. It's it's thing, you know? it's moments like that that just shattered the glass barrier between mm-hmm. you and the game and yeah. just immersed you all, all the more into it. It became so much. It becomes so much more real at that point. Yeah. Um. And not in an unhealthy way. It's just like you you actually feel the fun that you would actually to a certain extent you feel the fun that you would have if that had actually happened to you in real life. Mm-hmm. The exhilaration is there, and it's and it, it it's just that's why you keep going back. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. you keep trying to find moments like that. Um. I very infrequently do. I don't even put a headset on anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't bother. It's um, I and I don't know if it's it's probably a gener. I'm old enough now where it's probably a generational thing. I just don't have a whole lot to say with the majority to the majority of the younger gamers out there, and I'm talking yeah. about the 12, 13 year olds that you run into online mm-hmm. all the time. They're pretty, they're pretty prolific, and they're and they're out there. They're they're out there in droves. Yeah, it's, yeah. My experience that I had with running into people at the time <clears> that Xbox came out. I think that the concentration of gamers, the demographic was probably around my age group at the time, which why I want to say that I was about thirty or so when that mm-hmm. time, when I started when I started playing that game. There were a lot fewer kids out there doing the online experience. I don't know if it was because their parents were preventing them from doing it out of out of a caution sort of a cautionary sort yeah, of yeah. thing, or what. But it just seemed like the actual preteens, uh, teenagers, they weren't as prevalent as they are today. I'm not, I'm yeah. not, I'm, that's not to say damn kids or yeah. anything like that. Yeah, man, go out there and have a good time. I just, yeah. you know, I don't go, I don't go to the playground in search of social contacts. Yeah, yeah, no. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that has a lot to do too, where things are different now. Like, I think early '90s, even early or late '90s, early 2000s, when the internet was starting, not everyone had it. No one, you know, it was like, that's oh, it. whoa, Terry has, you know, if, you know, if I knew you. I'd be like, oh shit, Terry has internet? Oh, okay. We didn't have Wi-Fi. We didn't have any of that stuff. Right. And I think 
around that time, it's like, hey, mom, can can I get Xbox Live? What is that? It's like, oh, I could play online. It's like, we don't have the internet. It's like, can we get that? Okay. <laughs> and, you know, like, how much is it? They see the price of the internet, and then Let's they see go, what you did there, kid. but I need Xbox Live. And yeah. they're like, what? That's like, I don't know how much Xbox Live was when it started. Let's say it was, was 40, 50, 50 bucks. bucks. Was it 50? I think it was 50, yeah. Oh, it's 50 bucks for a year. It's like, wait, I have to pay for internet and this to go online why can't it just go online and i think around that time it prevented a lot of young kids i'm pretty sure still young kids who had internet were still playing but i don't think a a vast majority of them were online like it is today Mm -hmm. because now it's it's commonplace the internet everyone has it it's ubiquitous you know Yeah. yeah so that's i think that's what it was and it was the adults it was you know people who were older who had you know the thing people say like if you're in your 20s you have disposable income it's like yeah i'll buy xbox live you know yeah i'll get internet um but yeah now everyone's on there you that's know? right yeah it's um and all the kids are just like <laughs> yeah and you know i'm not saying you can't have those experiences anymore because i think destiny you can have clans yeah and my buddy had a clan of friends all around the world and the closest one the dude lived in san diego yeah and we went to go visit him Kick ass. Like, yeah. So you can't have those yeah. experiences. It does, it does exist. Yeah. I'm just not trying hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that too, like, I don't blame you. Like, even me, like, uh, to the point where now I'm, unless I'm playing with people I know, like, if I played with you online yeah. or, like, my buddies, yeah. I only want to play with people I know. People on the internet, I don't want to talk to you. No. You know, but then I feel bad because I might be missing that one dude who is like, hey, dude, where do you live? Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Hey, man, you want to. You know, I'm I'm probably missing the people I could have friends on PlayStation or Xbox, but because how I am, it's like I only want to play with people I know. It's it's you definitely know? the situation where you're looking into a bushel of bad apples and missing the good one that may be hitting hidden at the bottom. Yeah. yeah. Um. It's uh. So it's like the inverse of the of the usual turn of phrase, but um, and I and I think you're right. It's I would actually like to see a company. Hear me now, Bungie. <laughs> I would I would like I would like to see a company actually make an effort to figure out a way where you can use um, metadata, so to speak, or, or um, like just ge- like demographical data for particular gamers, and find a way to pair them with like, like they've got logarithms on Facebook that are pairing me with friends that I haven't seen in years, mm-hmm. or and I just I just had a friend suggestion from Facebook. For one of my reps, a wine seller, a guy, a guy that I work with who I buy wine from, but I, but I, I'm not friends with him on Facebook. We don't have any friends in common. I'm not friends with anybody that I work with on Facebook. Yeah. Yet, yeah. The, yet the logger, the, yet the algorithm and on Facebook knew enough about me and him to recognize that we might know each other. Mm-hmm. So freaky. So if they can do it on Facebook, I see no reason why Microsoft or somebody like that. Yeah. 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 You know, what I think it is. It's funny that you bring that up. I, this happened too. It's it's a it's a a customer at the shop. I don't like. I know her, but mm-hmm. I don't think we have any friends. And then it suggested it, and the first thing that popped in my head was they know with yeah. the GPS where I am, so they see that maybe we constantly meet, and they're like, "Here you go, friend suggestion." I don't like the idea that they know. You know, like that's kind I've, of I've, weird. I've had it happen. I've had it happen from that with with that being the reason that mm-hmm. we happen to be in the same place a lot. But th- that guy has never been in my store. Oh, really? The okay. entire time that I've worked there. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's we've always we've only ever, ever spoken over the phone or via text. So wait, did you use your cell phone? I did use my <gasps> cell phone. They're hacking into you, Terry. They're hacking into me. They're hacking. They know. They're damn, like, we're gonna suggest the these dude. two as friends. Wow. They talk to each other. Wow. Yeah. Okay, now I'm creeped out. Now I'm gonna have nightmares. Yeah. Shit. Okay. 
I'm going to watch The Matrix tonight. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> um, but yeah, man, yeah. Um, Halo. Dang. Dude. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess that yeah. probably your favorite game series of all time is Halo. Without a doubt. Yeah, okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I think it's safe to say. I, although I will admit that uh, I have had moments that uh, Destiny is fast approaching that. Okay. Uh, we'll just have to see where it goes. I mm-hmm. mean, it's um, Destiny 2 is really strong. Um, might be the strongest sequel that I've ever played. As much as I loved Halo 2, mm-hmm. um, it had its faults. I remember the disappointment because I know that they were trying... I remember seeing the first trailer for Halo 2. Mm-hmm. And the improvements in graphics were immediately recognizable. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just thought, oh, shit, did I really just see Master Chief looking that dope? Well, he, something happened Mm -hmm. between the time of that initial trailer and the time that the game dropped. And I think I remember hearing rumors that they actually had to go back and rebuild the damn thing um, or take off a few layers of uh, mapping. Or I'm, I'm, I'm a complete idiot when it comes to the terminology mm-hmm. of graphics building. But it seemed to me like they actually had to take a step back because they were too ambitious. For and, Halo 2? Yeah, for Halo 2. It's almost like the, the system as it stood couldn't handle the increases in, te- in, in uh, graphics that they wanted to bring to the table. Mm-hmm. But we didn't really see that until Halo 3. Yeah. I'm not sure where I was going with this. And I, think there was a, <laughs> I think there was a point to it other than to just um, say that comp- my experience with Halo 2 and my experience with Destiny 2, I think Destiny 2 was a much stronger sequel mm-hmm. overall than Halo 2 was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For a variety of reasons. Nice. Did you go all out? When Halo 2 came out, were you like, I got the limited edition collector set? Or did you just... Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. I got the steel book and everything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah I still I have that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I still have I still have mine. And actually, it's funny. I, last week, I just popped in. I think Halo 2's limited or... Yeah, limited edition set. It was a steel book one. Had the best making of of any video game documentary I've seen. And yeah. Any, yeah. Any, I remember that now. Any game that says like we have a behind the scenes i judge it from the halo 2 one right because the halo 2 one was honest and they showed everything they did and i think it had like the best some of the best quotes they had was in halo 1 and and what we do in halo 2 is you have to have your five minutes of fun you can't leave it to where the player is going to get bored you have to have bursts of fun for the player so they're constantly engaged and they're constantly involved in what's going on yeah um so yeah it was the, the five minutes of fun but it was also cool, and I liked how honest they were because they talked about, you know, when they do E3, the Entertainment Expo, uh-huh. um, you know, studios have to get, you know, a build ready, something they could show off. So they were excited. They made this build for Halo. Mm-hmm. They showed it off. Everyone was excited. We need Halo now. Yeah. We need this. And then when, when Bungie got back, they realized we have nothing. <laughs> the stuff we want to do we can't do uh, and we just promised something that we can't deliver yep we're gonna have to start i mean they they basically didn't have anything ready yet to continue so they that's right they were yeah. stuck in a in a in they, a um they, they kind of put themselves in a corner yeah and realized that they like over promised yeah and i thought that was the greatest thing to watch like and and how you know, seeing like when they're their crunch time, all that stuff, everything they're doing, music, story, and what they realized, I thought it was like the most honest look That's, into it's like, how it's games like are It's like that made. was that became the uh, the whole reason behind the um, 
the making of video. Yeah. An explanation, an, an apology. Yeah. And an explanation to fans. Hey, we we realized we showed you one thing and then delivered something else. Yeah. This is why. You know, yeah, this yeah, is, yeah. We, There were limitations that we didn't realize we were going to run into. Mm-hmm. And we, at the end of the day, we delivered the best game that we could. And let's face it, it was a hell of a lot of fun, man. I mean, it was a <laughs> great, great game. I, I still, even even as it, even as it was, even, even though they dialed it back before launch. Yeah. I do remember to this day my console when I played it on my console it got jumpy yeah yeah I don't know if that was something that everybody experienced or if it was just me but in playing the um, even in the cutscenes, it jumped around quite a bit the sound jumped around a little bit sometimes mm-hmm. it didn't match up uh, with the uh, with the visuals so and that was frustrating for me yeah, um, yeah but uh, I despite that despite all of its flaws it was still a blast to play yeah yeah so and I, I think that says a lot you didn't get a you didn't hear people if that happened to your average game these days, fans would just be screaming bloody murder. Yeah, I don't recall hearing that mm-hmm. back then. Now that might have been because the internet wasn't as ubiquitous ubiquitous as it is today. That's it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah no, I mean, some places are doing currently how games are going. You're seeing some kind of shady stuff that companies are doing. I see a lot of corners being cut mm-hmm. in various games over the years. Um, I think. In, in my experience, the company that's more guilty of that than any of them is probably 3A. Um, yeah, I've I've oh, okay. yeah I've seen examples, and I want to say the, the one that pops into my head the most as the most obvious would have been one of the Lord of the Rings games that came out while the movies were still being released, mm-hmm. and I I remember playing it and just thinking, all right, this is just lazy shit. I mean, mm-hmm. there's just um, like just lazy game making, lazy game designing, because it just seemed like you were being led down a path. Mm-hmm. It wasn't open ended whatsoever, and all a lot of the graphics, a lot of the background graphics, just seemed to be like copy paste kind of shit. Like yeah. not a whole lot of love went into it. Um, I'm not sure. Again, I I don't delve enough into the making of video games to really yeah. understand what goes into it. Mm-hmm. But it just I remember having the thought that this feels like corporate thinking yeah invading the creative process mm-hmm. where you're trying your best to minimize expenses by cutting corners and just delivering just enough yeah to make the game happen without really being to, without really going out of your way to make something glorious mm-hmm. like with um fable yeah comes to mind you know or uh, which which for me was a worthy successor to Ocarina of Time Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It just it kind of had the same feel for me. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, that's where the my my experience with uh, with Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. As I grew and as the gaming industry grew, that's where I would have expected that kind of thing to go. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's exactly what Fable and all three Fables game, games brought to the table for me. And I just didn't feel. I just don't feel like at the time anyway that three A was really doing that. That's something that I really when you bring up shady shit happening happening in uh, video game companies that to me is the ultimate sin yeah if you're not I understand that gaming companies have to make money mm-hmm. and I understand that if you wanted to build the perfect game there's a very strong chance that you're, you're going to tank your company doing it financially mm-hmm. so you have to cut back dial it back and find a happy middle ground the danger lies I think in concentrating too much on the financial. And this is across the board with any industry. Mm-hmm. If all you're worried about is making is maximizing your profits, 
And if you don't have any pride in what it is that you're putting out, why the hell are you doing it? Yeah. And ultimately, it's going to cost you in the long run. Mm -hmm. And, and ultimately, 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 people will catch on to the fact that you're doing something shady, mm -hmm. that you're not doing something that they deem worthy or that they're interested in or that they find to be beautiful. And they'll walk away. Yeah. You'll lose your customers. So you have co companies have to keep that in mind. Don't focus on your spreadsheet so much. Yeah. Yeah. Just create a, create a great product. Yeah. Especially now with like how vocal everyone is. Yeah. You know, and there's there's a huge. There, I mean, people oh, are. You want to you want to bring up Battlefront? <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, with you know everything with Battlefront too. I mean, like, if people find something like they're being kind of jerked around or or being taken advantage of or it's obvious, I think I was explaining it to somebody. Like a, I think it was like the month it came out because there was early access to it. People noticed like, right. whoa, these loot boxes, you have to spend 40 hours just to unlock Vader and another 40 hours to unlock Luke. To me, it was it's the loot box thing that Overwatch kind of brought in and people are starting to take advantage of. Mm. I saw EA was the, it was kind of kids in a, in a, in a house. Mom cooked a cake and it's on, it, you know, it's on the table and all the kids go, okay, Let's get a little piece, but don't get too much to make it obvious so mom doesn't notice. Uh, and yeah. EA was just like, I cut half the cake and I'm taking it. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then mom, which is the audience, got mad and was like, what are you doing? And, yeah. and all these other developers where the kids are going, we told you just to get a little bit. Don't get the whole thing. Yeah. You, you made it obvious. You yeah. know, there's... It's... It, it it, just, they, yeah. they, could, they couldn't have been more obvious if they... I mean, I... <laughs> I don't know if they just grossly underestimated the intelligence of their fans and their followers or what the deal was, but mm -hmm. um, I just, I didn't get as furious about it as, as other people did because mm -hmm. I never really intended to get that deep into the game. I just, yeah. I personally, I just wanted to play the uh, play the campaign and have yeah. done with it. Mm -hmm. My experience with the first Battlefront that, that they did, re um, the recent one, not the original, was not a good one. I've never regretted so much dropping $100 on, a, on an Elite Edition of a game before. I just and it almost got me out of it almost made me walk away from video games completely. Whoa. I was that I was that disappointed in the first Battlefront game. Not just because I felt like it could have been done better, and I definitely feel like it could have been done better. Mm -hmm. I feel like the only saving grace of the original Battlefront was the use of the original sound effects. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a little because a lot of the gameplay elements just were lacking. Especially from somebody who comes from who just came off of playing Destiny mm -hmm. and who's been a fan of Halo. You, if you hold up the Battlefront games, take away the Star Wars elements to it that, that it possesses, and just release that without the Star Wars elements, then you'll recognize that's not a great game. Yeah, it's no, really, you're right. it's really fucking lame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the Star Wars elements saved it. Sound effects, the mm -hmm. music, everything. That's the only reason for me to even play it. The few times that I did, not to mention the fact that I sucked at it. But yeah. <laughs> Seriously, I was yeah. I was cannon fodder, uh -huh. but Battlefront Two came along, and again I wasn't emotionally invested into it because I wasn't one of those people who enjoyed the game. Mm -hmm. But so so when everything started going tits up, I was just like, "No, there you go." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was able to just watch it kind of with a like a very passive or just impassive uh, state mm -hmm. as everybody else was freaking out about it. And I was able to recognize like, okay, see, you guys just fucked up. You just thought that you could get away with this and you really underestimated your audience because yeah. these people are freaking savvy, man. Mm -hmm. You know, they've been through, they, they've been through the overwatch thing. So they yeah. knew what, they knew what was going on and mm -hmm. they just saw that you, you tried to take it to the next level. 
and you got fucking caught. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a... Uh, Let that be a lesson to you. Don't do it again. I, I mean... Definitely that, don't do it with Halo. And that's the thing is like right now everyone's scrutinizing and checking every little thing EA's doing right now. And I, I feel bad for the developers. Oh, yeah. Because you got the companies going, you need to do this. Mm-hmm. And so they need to balance their game to make it work this way. Yeah. And before the game came out, you know, rumors were whoever owns Disney, whoever's the mm-hmm. guy... Was like, hey, there's this negative press. Stop whatever you're doing. Not stop, but like. His name Eisner or something. Like I that? think I no, I think that was the other guy okay. from a long time ago. But I think the rumor was that they called and said like, yeah, we don't like this negative press. This, our new movie's coming out. We don't need this for Star Wars. You know, we don't need all this negative press. And that was the rumor. Mm-hmm. And then the day it launches, they're like, we're cutting off microtransactions. We're cutting off the loot boxes for now. Mm-hmm. You know, and and how easy it was for them to go like one minute say, well, you know, it's part of the infrastructure of the game to like you got negative. Yeah. Oh, it's not part of it anymore for now. Well, Let's hey, man, what happened to uh, what happened to part of the structure for the game? Yeah, I yeah. just yeah, yeah, just teach your tune all of a sudden, huh? <laughs> all right, that's simple. Whatever, dude. And yeah. now everyone's now I think everyone is more aware and trying to see like, okay, what are they trying to do? So it doesn't seem like they learned their lesson. I think right now what everyone in the industry is doing is, all right, everyone's on high. Okay, calm down. Are they paying attention yeah. anymore? No, no. Check it up. Yeah, they're just going to you know? wait until the, the, another, opportun- another opportunity arrives, and then they're going to try to do it again. I mean, and, and again and again. And they're just going to try to find ways to be sneakier about it. Mm-hmm. You said it You said it earlier, and it was. I don't want to say it was profound, but it was definitely spot on. Um, the people, the developers at EA have the company people saying this is what you've got to do mm-hmm. and that's the problem when let's face it video gaming for for everything that it is at, at, the, at for me at the front it is an art form yeah video game design video video game creation it is an art form mm-hmm. and it's unique it's beautiful it's fun it's but the it, just like any art form as soon as you get bean counters controlling the artists the art is going to suffer yeah it's historically speaking that you can go all the way back to the beginning of art that's always what's happened and mm-hmm. and we're seeing it happen right now with uh, with video games and it's very it's very frustrating to me and I'm not even that avid of a gamer yeah you know I, I play I game as much as I can like I said but even for somebody like me who just sits on the fringes if somebody like me can see it happen yeah that says a lot about yeah. how rampant it is so I had so I just had, sit back yeah. and just sit back and let the artists do their thing, man. No, yeah, definitely, you know? yeah. Yeah, I mean, if if it's yeah, obviously, if it's too outlandish, if it's going to cost too much too much money to the point that it's going to bankrupt the company, then you've got to rein them in. But yeah, don't try to down. fucking yeah. control them. Yeah, 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 you're not an artist. Mm-hmm. You're a businessman. <laughs> it uh, it reminds me when Battlefront was when all the news was coming out. It wasn't out yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone told me like, oh, I have it pre ordered. What do I do? And I don't like to tell people, this is what you got to do, bro. You got to do this, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, I think everyone should enjoy what they enjoy. And if they like something, they like it. And that's fine. Um, but I, I just said, like, if you don't like what they're doing, it's your money. Like, did you have it paid off? He's like, yeah. I'm like, you can always move that towards something else. Mm-hmm. You don't have to buy the game. But if you want to, you can. I mean, but you know what's going on. If you don't like it, you don't have to support it. Right. But it's it's your money. I never like to be that guy, but if I know you really well, yeah, I'll give you crap because you you know me and I know you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I recently I got my hair cut last week and um, 
Looks good, by the way. Thank you. Um, the guy, the guy who was cutting my hair, um, he was just on and on about the new Rainbow Six. I'm like, all right. And I knew he was a Star Wars fan. I'm like, hey, have you played Battlefront 2? And he was gushing about it. And a part of something in the back of my head was like, should I, should we tell him about the loot box thing? <laughs> and then, and then, and then the other part was just like, no, why? He, he is so happy talking about yeah, it right let now. Him be happy. Why That's am fine. I going to be the dude to be like, bro, EA's fucking you over, dude. <laughs> like, you don't even know. You're kind of dumb for having that game. Like, there, that's the oh, cynical, yeah. that's the asshole that. guy on the internet. I was like, he's having a good time. I don't want to say he's oblivious, but like, he doesn't know what's going on. That's good. That's yeah. kind of where you. Sometimes there are times. There are times when you probably think to yourself, "God, I wish I wasn't so woke." Yeah. You know, because you look at guys like him who aren't, and yeah. you recognize how the much joy. fun that he's having. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, like knowledge. Constant, Can, yeah. yeah. Ignorance, ignorance is bliss, dude. It's yeah, it's constant struggle. I always <laughs> right? fight with all the time. I hate that I uh. just know so know so much about like games and just like oh, this is what sucks about it. Yeah, but these people are enjoying it. Yeah. I don't want to ruin their fun. But if if I know you really well, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you crap. You know, I won't give you crap, Terry. Obviously, because I hate Battlefront. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm right. not I'm not sucking at the E A T. No way. <laughs> I've known you you're a very huge Star Wars fan yes what to you is just if you had to say this is my Star Wars game like this is the one that you know I've played a ton but this to me is like I like this I think it embodies everything Star Wars that I enjoy don't make me choose (laughs) (laughs) oh man um God, there was that Star Wars trilogy arcade game. There was a uh, oh man, that was I uh, worked at the th- at a theater that had that, yeah. and we had keys to just kind of open it and then just add coins. Oh, tight. oh yeah, closing time, I'd get stuff done yeah. and be like, okay, I got like half an hour. Ding, ding, ding. I still couldn't beat Vader or Boba Fett when those little little mini right. games yeah. happened. But yeah, no, that was oh yeah, that was, that was great. Cool. Uh, that's but that's not my favorite. I just yeah. I'm just rattling through my head. Um, Did you ever play? I think they've only had them here in America in Dave and Buster's, but the pod Star Wars one where you get in a pod. Oh, I did play that one. What'd yeah. you think? They also, I also had that one on uh, N64. The uh, oh, okay. episode episode one racer. Oh yeah, yeah, the pod racer. That yeah, was my, a good one. oh my god, my roommate Chad and I played the shit out of that game, man. We uh-huh. oh my god, we were just Chad did more than me even, and it was my game system. But uh, he, we were just pulling our hair out trying to max out everything that we could on that game. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Around that time, also there was Rogue Squadron. Yes. Uh huh. Oh my god, that was a lot of fun too. Um. I'm still gonna have to go with Kotor. Yo, thank you. I yeah, think no, I'm gonna have to go with Kotor, man. It was uh, oh, yeah, just was... The, for all the right reasons. I mean, you mm-hmm. had you had all the great elements of Star Wars, but and it was all familiar. Yeah. But 
everything at the same time everything was old but new yeah yeah because yeah. You, know, you were going back you were going back thousands of years and but you still had the the rundown used universe thing going with a completely mm-hmm. new style of droids uh wookies were there you had uh, you had jedi you had you had assassin droids oh my god i just i could go on and on and on forever about that hk47 hk47 right? i look yeah. as much as cool as he was in rogue one what was that droid's name again uh k2sl doesn't hold a candle hk47 to me being the the smarmy kind of yeah hk47 you know. was much he was like, he was, do you want he us was, to destroy was, this meat bag? It's he was like, scary, dude. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, he was a killer, man. Yeah, in fact, they in fact they brought him, they brought a character like that to life in the Darth Vader comic book that uh, oh, came really? out terribly long oh, ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, the the one that would look like C-3PO, right? Yeah, Triple Zero, was that his yeah. name, I think? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah C-Triple Zero, I don't know, I can't remember his name, but uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, very much had the, the HK, or H, H, I keep wanting to say AK-47, <laughs> yeah, but HK-47, uh, Vibe going for him there. Mm-hmm. Just how he t- just took great pleasure. A protocol droid with an assassin mentality. Yeah, yeah. Who took great pleasure in torture and killing? I mean, mm-hmm. that's just—it's delicious. I mean, it's terrifying. Yeah. And the way that they were able to pull it off and make it funny—that's mm-hmm. brilliance. That's yeah. genius at work right there. Um, even doing the lights are dark side stuff was my favorite. Yeah. Like. Oh man! In, in, in is that the game? I'm, I'm I'm kind of fuzzy on the details. Is that the game that introduced us to Revan? Yeah, that was Revan. Darth Revan. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so I yeah. mean, and he and he persists to, to today, man. Yeah. Everybody, people are still talking about. Oh yeah, the Darth Revan action figure that came out in the Black Series recently. Yeah, I saw that. Hot, hot did, as hell. Hard did, to find. Did they ever do sideshow or hot toy stuff with that? Not probably not hot no, toys. No, they didn't do no. sideshow and hot toys. Didn't do those. Um, they did do Malgus. Darth Malgus. Oh, okay. Yeah, from uh, Old Republic. Okay. Not nice from the Old Republic, the uh, massively online multiplayer thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, and that that was dope. I've actually got the six scale figure of that one. It's one of my faves, but not on, and yet not on display for some reason. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, that was a great um, that was a great concept, the Old Republic. Mm-hmm. But I never got to play it. I think because I'm not a I'm, I'm not a PC gamer. Yeah, as we talked about earlier. I think that uh, had I played it though, I would have loved the shit out of it because the cutscenes that I've seen from that, yeah, yeah, that almost made me become a PC gamer because mm-hmm. I heard I didn't care about the MMO part of it, but I heard like, oh, you can still do single. It has a single player, and I'm like, what? Oh, didn't know that. Uh, yeah, they, that's what they say. So I, but for all I know, maybe it's like it's got a single player, but it's not really a single player. I don't know, you know. If it's got a single player, why not port it to console? Terry. Let people do the story mode. Uh, Terry, I, yeah. I wish I had the answer. I uh, could be wrong. I do too, Jesse. I, I could be wrong. <laughs> I um, wish you had the answer too, man. Yeah. But yeah, no, that was one where I was th- really thinking about it. I was like, well, maybe I, yeah, I'll play this game. Yeah. You know, Because I'm not big on MM. Well, I like the idea of MMOs. And when any of the free trial stuff on console comes out, I mm. try it. I like it. I can't wrap my head around monthly subscriptions right just because i know how i am when i game it's i'll play maybe the first two weeks completely like almost every day Feast or and famine. then i could easily go two months without playing and then go back to playing yeah but then i'll play i'll pay for a month yeah if they had a thing where hey pay 50 bucks for this many hours mm-hmm. then i'm cool like if it stops my you know time of what i play like oh 50 gives me 800 hours and then I play for like 40 hours and it's just holding my time. Yeah. Then I'm cool. 
But if it's constantly charging me for a month when I don't play maybe two or three, yeah. I don't like that. That's that irks me too. I'm right there with you. But I get it. It's a model that they're not they're not gonna they're they're like, wait, we're gonna hold your time? No. Yeah. No. I don't think so. We're not gonna do that. So I know that'll never happen. But that's the only way I would play MMOs because I know me. I could go months without playing and I could go right back. Yeah. I would have friends who go, oh, okay. And I'm like, what? It's like, oh, I got charged again for a while. I haven't played in like two years. Yeah. I'm like, why don't you cut it off? And it's like, ah, it's just there. Just whenever I need yeah, I wanna, it. I want to be able to go there. It's... Because I think in WoW, I could be wrong. And probably WoW people are like ripping their hair out. That's not how it's done. Yeah. But I think if you're inactive for a certain amount of time, your character's gone. Oh, shit. So if you spend... Like, I don't think it's like... And they still charge you? Uh, Yeah. I think... I, oh, that blows. I don't want to say... Uh, this is what I'm going to say. I don't think it's like, oh, if you're not playing for a year, your character's gone. I think it's like, if you don't play for two or three, then it's gone. Like, if you're not paying for it. Huh. I think. I could be wrong. Wow, man. Or they, they gate it. Like, okay, you haven't played... Boom, we're taking your stuff. Okay. Oh, you want it again? Here, oh, you're Well, if you're not again? paying, then I can see that. And, you know. Uh, but, uh, I mean, if you're paying for it and they take your character away just because of inactivity, that's a that, dick move. I think it's if you stop. But, again, I could yeah. be wrong. And probably while people are listening and going, like, he doesn't know shit. And you know what? You're right. <laughs> I don't know anything about you're WoW. T- you're listening to a couple people who don't know shit. Yeah, yeah. We don't. But, yeah, nice of the Old Republic. Yeah, I remember man, that's pretty much it. I remember people coming into my room and going, are you watching Star Wars? Hmm. And I'm like, why? Because I was on the planet Kashyyyk, and all you're hearing is... Yeah. It's like, I'm. oh, I thought you were playing it. And I'm like, okay. You know, no. I got I to admit, though, I didn't. Now, that is probably the favorite game, but I there are two others that deserve honorable mention. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is um, Clone Commando, Republic Commando. That's it. Oh man, I you know, honestly I still wish I had my copy. Yeah, me too. Because I think I don't think it's too much, but I don't see it anywhere really. Yeah. yeah and then when I I think when I do, I'm like, oof. I, that's one that I would love to see made available online to download to my mm-hmm. Xbox. I would love to see that happen. If mm-hmm. anybody's out there listening, make it so. I think it has to do with licenses and stuff. I'm I think, sure it always does. It, I don't think yeah, that's why we don't have a Blade Runner six scale yeah. figure. Um, but anyway. Um, there's um, tragedy. The other one is um, oh, a Star Killer. Force Awakens. For- or no, wait. Uh, Force, Force Unleashed. Unleashed. There you go. Force Unleashed, man. Oh god, that was so much fun. Not- Force Unleashed two, potential was there, but alas. But Force Unleashed one. Once you once you got past that annoying insect Jedi that you had to kill. Yeah. The story. Oh, yeah. The story on that. Um, everything from the voice acting. Sam Witwer really really rocked it. Mm-hmm. Um. Definitely a favorite. I'm such. I'm and now. I'm thinking about it now, and I'm. I actually still have my copy of that. I may have yeah. to bust that one out after you go. But um, yeah, it's yeah. That was a really really fun game. I have a. It it had. I think like Halo Two. It's one of those things that, for its time, that mm-hmm. it, it had. It reached really really. It really reached for the stars. It gave you something you never experienced in a Star Wars game. Yeah, even it, in the movies. Yeah, like just to go f- all crazy. Yeah. It yeah. took the force to the next level, yeah. yeah, to a level that I don't think any of us had experienced before at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, made you think about things that you could be doing with it, mm-hmm. um, and you could get quite creative with your kills. Yeah, lift a stormtrooper off the ground with a force choke, throw your lightsaber at him, impale him with it, pull yeah, the lightsaber yeah. back, <laughs> then force blast him over the edge of an end into the abyss. I would you love know. to grab force grab a, a stormtrooper, and if I if I hovered him uh, in front of another one, he would grab onto it. 
So it would just drag. Oh, that was great. One. Yeah, yeah. And it just like throw like TIE fighters at them. Like that was cool. Yeah, uh, yeah see, it's, uh, that was that was the brilliance of that game was mm-hmm. the um, the way that you could get creative with your with your kills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, who doesn't like getting creative with their kills? <clears throat> it it was <laughs> Oh, wow, look at the time. <laughs> it was it was fun. Um I heard about how the second one wasn't that great, so I didn't really try the second one. Um, and also, like, I'm just a hater, Terry. Uh, who's the main? Do you know who the main actor is who plays Star Killer? Sam Witwer. Okay. Um, yeah. I had I, I encountered him a lot one Comic Con year, and he's okay. not the nicest guy. You know, so. Oh, I had a, I had a pretty good experience with him, but when he yeah. was um, at at Celebration was the one and only time that I met him. Um, yeah. And he was being he was super nice to me, but at the time he was looking for free shit. Well, it's because you got that nice voice, yeah. Terry. Oh, maybe, yeah, maybe. But, but as soon as I asked him if I could get a photo, uh, he um, he was cool. But I could I could tell he was a bit perturbed about it, especially because we had to go back and do it again because the person taking the photo screwed it up. But yeah, but he was yeah he was cool. I mm. yeah I don't know if now I like him less because he he yeah. he gave you a oh I've got but it's the the photo was the best photo bomb oh, of was all it really? time. It was a dude. Let me tell you about it. I wish I mean this is uh-huh. this is video. Um, this isn't video obviously, so I can't show it to everybody out there. But <laughs> I you know I have a, I'm a photographer by trade, and I actually have a pretty kick ass camera that was with me at the show, and. So I asked him if we could get this photo up, and I handed my camera to this friend of mine, this guy named Ben. And Ben, you have to know Ben. He's just like he doesn't give a shit. Uh-huh. He's just one of the, those guys. That he's just like, eh, whatever. You know, he's just totally fly by night. You know, that, you know, whimsical, cavalier about everything. And he just kind of held up the camera and just went click. He's like, okay, there you go. That's it. And then Sam walks away, and Ben gives me my camera back. He's like, hey man, I'm not a photographer. If it if it sucked, I'm sorry. Yeah. I finally get back to my uh, hotel room bring it up on my computer monitor and first of all Sam and I are completely out of focus oh. I mean just so I mean you could but not so out of focus that you can't recognize us uh-huh. so you can tell that there's Terry with his arm around Sam Whitwer right Terry's uh-huh. given Terry's like chummy with a star killer right <laughs> but directly between our heads in razor sharp focus is my friend Jeff and he's given the cheesiest Photobomb thumbs up that you yeah. can possibly imagine. He's totally the subject of that yeah, yeah. photo. It's the best photobomb of all time. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So that's the story about my, my time that I met Starkiller. Starkiller. Yeah. I'm a hater, Terry. I'm sorry. No, I'm not. I'm not mad at you. Uh, but yeah. Oh, sweet. Okay, so we got Halo, Star Wars. Um. Just I'm just for the record. Mm-hmm. Sam Witwer, biggest. Star Wars nerd I have ever met. Really? Because in that same encounter, he called me over to the Hot Toys section of the Sideshow booth and was like, look, and he's looking at this Hot Toys Darth Vader from Rogue One, and he just immediately starts calling out everything that's wrong with it and, and suggesting ways to make improvements. He's he's so knowledgeable about everything up down to the costumes of Star Wars that he can actually act as a resource for anybody who's trying to say cosplay wow. or to create a statue or a figure, yeah, yeah. he just has an eye for detail that, in my experience, is pretty much unparalleled. Um, and yeah, it's and from what I understand, he actually did the same thing when he visited Sideshow a few weeks after that. 
He was oh, okay. going along and looking at all the stuff that Sideshow was developing and saying, hey, okay, yeah, you're a little bit off on this and explain it to them. Not just from a fan perspective because you know how fans will just be like, well, that sucks because that doesn't match what my vision of that should yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he actually, he's actually looking at it from a technical perspective. Mm-hmm. He's got an eye for the detail down to like measurements. He's able to just judge like with an artist's perceptions. And I was genuinely impressed with his ability to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Sam Witwer, huge Star Wars nerd, legit. When he's when he's doing voices in video games or in Rebels or the Clone Wars. Oh, he's been he's done voices in Rebels. Yeah, he was oh, the voice okay. of Darth. He was the voice of Darth Maul in the Clone Wars and in Rebels. Wow, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay, I'll give him a little slack then. Okay, cool. You gave him praise. Yeah, I'll be half cool with him now. <laughs> I'm sure he'll be glad to hear it, bro. <laughs> talked a little bit about it where you were really busy and the times you can play you're playing destiny 2 but do you see yourself playing games until the moment you can't or has it you know depending on how the industry goes you might change your mind as long as as long as there are developers out there with a love for not just great looking video games but amazing stories that can suck me in, then yeah, I'll continue to, to I'll continue to game, because for I mean for so long as such stories exist that, I, that such interactive stories exist that I can sit on my couch and play while sipping a scotch, and just experiencing life through fantasy, mm-hmm. then yeah, I'll 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 continue to seek those games out. It's going to be because I don't immerse myself in the culture as much as I probably should if I wanted to find those particular games. Yeah. It's going to be harder for me to find them. Uh, it was just by happenstance that I came across Halo mm-hmm. and that changed my world for the next 10 years and, and then some. Um, I guess at this point, I'm not saying that Destiny is the next Halo. I, I it's It certainly is immersive. Mm-hmm. I know I sang its praises as a worthy successor to Halo but it is it is a different experience because yeah. the story is not as immersive. Uh, it's not as personal. You mm-hmm. don't have the relationships the way that you had between Master Chief and Cortana. Yeah. Um, you don't have the relationship that Chief had with um, with the sergeant. I guess, I guess you kind of do between your character and Cade, which is and by the way, casting coup, getting the people from Firefly to play, yeah, yeah. to play the various roles and whatnot. Um, but. Uh, as long as, if if the next Halo comes along, with a story that's that immersive, and with characters that I can connect with, then I'm in. Yeah. As long as those as long as those games keep coming, then yeah, I'll keep playing. Apart from that, gaming is something that I can legitimately just walk away from and just be like, yeah, remember when? 
Mm-hmm. There will always be that whimsical element to it, but I mean, yeah. for for all for all I know, we may have a conversation next year, and I'll, I could just be like, "Yeah, man, haven't haven't gamed in six months, Jesse," mm-hmm. and I won't lose any sleep because I do wear a lot of hats. I have a lot of interests. I have a lot of hobbies. Yeah. Um, so about in short, I hope so. Mm-hmm. I hope I continue gaming because it's really when it's done right, it's it can be a life changing experience. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you, Terry. Yeah, man. My pleasure. It was good times. Thanks for being on the show. Honestly, thank you because my love for Halo's kind of waned over the years. Yeah. You know, with the, you know, I liked four, five, oh, and the Master Chief Collection debacle. Forget about it. But yeah. having these kind of, that's I think that's what's cool is having these conversations, reminiscing about how it was. I kind of, it kind of brought back the joy and excitement I had when I played the first Halo. Mm-hmm. And I still have those. You know, even though as much as I'm like I'm not that huge of a fan anymore, I still have them. Yeah. You know, so thank you. Yeah, yeah, my my, my pleasure. Anytime. For yeah. making my, Happy, my dark gamer heart. Happy feel, to be on. Feel yeah. a little love. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, th- and also thanks for being the voice of 3PC News. Uh, you're so welcome, dude. Like I said, it was so much fun. And yeah. Uh, yeah, always happy to do something like that for a friend. How can people check out the stuff you do? Oh, wow. Um, in my free time, I'm nurturing a little project called Toys Will Be Toys. Um, I don't know if it came to light in the course of the conversation, but I do have a fixation on six-scale action figures from companies like Sideshow and Hot Toys, as well as the uh, core-scale statues that uh, that Sideshow produces. And I sometimes do online reviews, posing tutorials. I have a couple of different channels on uh, on YouTube that you might want to check out. One is called Toys Will Be Toys. Uh, that's my personal one. That's the thing that I have complete creative control over. Uh, the other one is on the Sideshow Collectibles YouTube channel, and it's a little segment that we do called How to Be a Poser, where I show people ways that they can safely and accurately pose their six-scale action figures for display in a way that makes them look, hopefully, uh, more interesting than, than they do in the average collection. Cool. So, I remember at the shop, you taught me how to pose stuff. Yeah, you, man, you, good times. Dude, that... Yeah. And when you when you told me like okay this is what you gotta do and you gotta put weight into it and you gotta do this you gotta do that you gotta show motion yeah like just the stuff you showed me I'm like okay I'm changing how I pose everything I do yeah. so it's a it's it's um it's all in how you uh, it's all in how you study like life it's just like with I don't want to try to make more out of what I do than what it is mm-hmm. um, but uh, it it you it's I don't think that posing six scale figures is an art form but you need to draw on art forms in order to do it and do it well you need to study. And from in my mind, it was it was the likes of comic book art. Um, I I do totally acknowledge the fact that the reason that I am as good as I am at posing figures is because I've read a lot of comic books and I've I've studied anatomy, not necessarily actively but passively studied anatomy through reading comic books over the course of the past forty years, thirty five mm-hmm. years, whatever. Yeah, check it out. I mean, yeah, subscribe. Tell me what you think. <laughs> Terry, again, thank you very much for being on the show. Of course, man. thank you for. Doing the voice of 3PC again. Now, if you have any comments, questions, or concerns, you can always send it to us at thirdpartycontrollerpodcast at gmail.com or thirdpartycontrollerpodcast on Instagram. Remember, it's thirdpartycontrollerpodcast with a three. I am your host, Jesse P.S. Lara, with special guest... Terry Smith. And we may not be as good as everyone else, but we kind of get the job done. Later.
Yeah. Hello? Hello, chicken one, yeah. Chicken, chicken dinner. Uh, I told myself I wasn't going to say that again. You heard that, right? So, I did, yeah. Right, so I won't be saying it. You got to say, <laughs> I tried to trick you, Terry. Win a win a chicken dinner. <laughs> win a win a chicken dinner. Ooh. Chicken Slayer. Slayer. <laughs> Capture the flag. 